What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and I am joined with a very special guest, Mr. Evan Yincho. Evan, how the hell are you, buddy? Hey, man, I'm doing great. I'm good. Wait a minute. Wait, can you, can you cut, cut the recording? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and I'm joined with a very special guest, Mr. Evan Yinchel. Evan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great, man. It's finally great to be on this podcast after some time that this was, you know, delayed. Uh, it's just great to be back. It's great to be on here, even though this is technically twice even though we've already recorded, <laughs> recorded this. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, me and Evan, we got together once we recorded and unfortunately the recording didn't go as well as we thought. So we came back together again. We're going to try it again. Hopefully uh, we should, we should be able to knock it out of the park this time. You guys can actually hear our episode. So um, we came together because we wanted to talk about three specific movies that you and I uh, have a lot of thoughts on. We shared a lot in common because uh, we're both on, on film Twitter. And, uh, you know, we've been sharing our thoughts back and forth and it, it was finally a chance for us to get together and uh, you know, put it on the podcast, put it out there for everybody to hear. So I'm excited to have you on. And uh, yeah, let's get started. So uh, one of the films that we wanted to talk about uh, it's a film that uh, at this point has been lauded and beat down and abused and <laughs> shamed out of existence. Literally kicked into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And, uh, so like it's been b dead and buried, so you may have forgotten that it actually even came out this year. But we are, of course, talking about uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen, today is going to be an amazing day, and here's why. Have you been doing those letters to yourself with Dr. Sherman? I've been trying to. Have you ever felt like nobody was there? Um, no one signed your cast. Now we can both pretend we have friends. I'm sorry about my brother. Have you ever felt forgotten? In the middle of nowhere. I wish everything was different. I wish I was part of something. I wish that anything I said mattered. Have you ever felt like you could disappear? Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, yeah, that's mine. I'll, I'll, I'll just take it. Wait, I really, I need that back. Like you could fall and no one would hear. Connor took a letter from me and it was an assignment from my therapist. Ew. Even when the dark comes crashing through. Connor's mother and stepfather are here to see you. When you need a friend. To carry you. Connor wanted you to have this. And when you're broken on the ground. Dear Evan Hansen, he wrote it to you. His last words. Connor took his own life. He won. I'm sorry Connor didn't write this. No, no, no. Please. It's this. You will be found. And we didn't think Connor had any friends. I mean, you really gonna tell these people that the only thing they have left of their son? One of I, I want to say this: you and Connor, six musicals please. that have dropped right. this year. Uh, it is based stop. off of the to uh, Tony Award-winning play by the same name, starring Ben Platt, who also originated the role on Broadway. Uh, this film also stars uh, Caitlin Dever, Amanda Stenberg, Julianne Moore, and Amy Adams. Uh, and I'll, I'll go right ahead and say it right out. I really enjoyed this film. <laughs> I really yeah. enjoyed it. Even after all these months sitting on it, and I haven't seen this since October because we watched it, and I still think it's a really good movie. Is it the best movie of all time? No, not of even course close. Not. Is it even the musical of all time? No. Again, no. not even close. Yeah. It is currently so, uh, inside. At least yeah, like you said, uh, when we first recorded this, I, I had Dear Evan Hansen at 19th on my list of 2021 movies. It is now dropped down to 23rd. 
Um, yeah. It's, and again, like I said, that's not a, you know, that's not a great placing, but it is not a bad placing. It's, it's, it's better than being, let me say this. It's better than being below Space Jam 2. <laughs> it is. I'm serious. If this movie somehow was worse than Space Jam, I, I would have been furious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm it really is not. And, and that's definitely one of the things that I wanted to talk about because, um, so like we said, this movie's gotten pretty much railed and unfairly maligned, but one of the reasons why I enjoyed it, right, is yep. there's a beauty, there's, there's a style to transferring yep. uh, a stage musical into a film. And yes. not everyone can do that well. And yeah. what I enjoyed about this is that the thing that's the, the the issues that I have in the stage version are pretty much for the most part in my mind corrected in the film. And See, that, from, they didn't really change much. The thing, the main thing that I there are two main things that I wanted fixed. I wanted Con I wanted Connor to be more in the in the movie, and I wanted the ending to be expanded on. Mm -hmm. They fixed, in my opinion, they fixed one of those things, mm -hmm. and they did do they did technically change something with Evan's friends characters. One I like, and one I particularly don't like. Well, which we'll get to in a minute. But like, I thought that I just think that yes, it is very difficult to do these kinds of stage, you know, productions and just like take them and transform them into, transform, like transform it into, convert it into movie form. Oh yeah, it's extremely difficult. And, but like, yeah, I, I love what you said about that. Like one of the things that changed that I liked was again, the ending, yes. Uh, what they did with that was expanding on this idea. So it wasn't so much of a Evan did wrong. He sort of he sort of accepts it, but there's no punishment for it. Like they really expanded on that. They they helped broaden that to where but it wasn't a situation where he just got away with probably this, the worst thing ever where, anyone's ever done. Yeah, this is where one of my points that I was going to bring up from before we recorded. I, before we started recording the session, I said that there's a specific thing that I wanted to bring up in a comparison. A lot of people compare this movie to an infamous little um, DreamWorks movie called, uh, with starring uh, Will Smithfish, yeah. uh, where the main character does a lie, and at the end, he gets, he gets away with it. Well, first, the way that I see this is, well, one, this kid, first off, Evan feels bad. He knows it's wrong, but he's doing he's doing a wrong to make a he's doing a wrong to make a right. What Oscar was doing was just doing it for the sake of being a douchebag. <laughs> and it's not like he even accepts what he did. In the end of that movie, they're just like, oh, it's okay. You hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. And it just turns into a big boogie dance party. No, here they, they legit. He literally, when he even when he does his apology, he everyone, even though that he, he posted on social media and he says it himself in the movie, I don't know how many times I have to clarify this. That he says, I do not expect to be accept my, I don't accept my, I don't expect my apology to be accepted. I just I'm doing the right, I'm doing what I think is right. And literally, even when he posts it, normally in any other medium, they would have all, they would have thought, oh my God, we, sh oh my God, we're so sorry. We had no idea. <laughs> and then the movie, Signs of Rainbows, and they would have all been singing Kumbaya at the uh, Apple Orchard. But no, they don't do that. Everybody just still looks at him and sees him as like, we listen to you. We yes, we get it. You tried to do something wrong. You tried to do, do something right, but you still did something horrifically wrong. Yeah. They still acknowledge what he did was wrong. Yeah. It's not like, and even in like, I don't know if you want to go into spoilers yet, 
Oh yeah, yeah, we can break okay. the seal entirely. And yeah, and I noticed this. I was thinking about this in the back of my head in the graduation scene. You notice the way Jared looks at Evan when they're taking pictures, mm-hmm. like, like just kind of like. You know that one friend you kind of, you know that one guy you know that where you did something stupid and then you're just like and then your parents you just your parents there so you just gotta act like well, whatever. <laughs> yeah that's what it's like it's 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 just it, they do treat it as if it's like not they do actually treat it as if it is consequence does he I mean they could have went I mean they could have went the extreme route and have everybody just like every five seconds just beating the crap out of them <laughs> and would have that wouldn't have made me too mad i would have been like okay you took a risk and a different ending fine <laughs> but what all but then you would have defeated the whole purpose of wait a minute when you have been wouldn't it have been better if you just kept like like to me it just doesn't make any sense yeah. I, I think what they find yeah exactly like, I think what they ultimately ended up with in that story, like, because like you said it, not much changes from the stage version to the screen version, right? It's, it's, it's all really much following the same characters and that are a little more explored. Yeah. And characters are pushed to the side more. And there's two additional songs, which I think honestly are actually really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed those. And like, so like, and that's what I liked about it was like my biggest gripe, which you'll always hear me say when it comes to musicals, is like, you got to make a decision like instantly. The second you decide to take a a musical from stage to screen, you have to make the decision to uh, what you're going to keep and what you're going to cut, right? Because certain things... um... Or you could go the Lion King route and just keep oh, everything in. Never, never go the Lion King route. <laughs> never go the Lion King route. This is just that was just a terrible idea. Yeah. So when you're when you're transferring something from stage to screen, you 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 automatically have to have a decision about what to cut and what to keep, right? And yeah. like what I loved about Dear Evan Hansen was there are certain songs in the movie, in, in the in the play that have to be there for the stage version they just they have to and like so that's what i really loved about it was like here i was listening to i've been listening to the uh stage version for years before i saw this movie and still still listen to it right and like you know i'm saying there were songs where i'm like okay yeah this is great you know i'm saying I, i enjoy it and i know where it fits in the story but once you get to the screen version, you go, yeah, I'm not sure we need these. And I thought every decision, uh, other than anybody has a map, I felt like was the smart decision to cut because I this love that song. It was fine for me to cut if you were going to replace something, which they did. Which they did, yes. Yeah, but I still think you could have included good for you. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah. Well, I, I do think, I, I mean, I think you could have done it. I think you could have are, done it, but it would have been, it would have, you know, the issue that a lot of people have with musicals is that number one, people spontaneously burst in the song, but like, it, yeah. it's almost like not enough time in between them, right? So it's like any moment that we have, we got to have a song. Any scene that we have, we got to have a song. So like cutting good for you, I thought gave them a great opportunity to put in some dialogue to to get across uh, the message of the song through just dialogue and through their actors instead of instead of having to do it through music. Yes, if you wanted to cut it, okay, maybe or at least I hope it's a deleted scene on the Blu-ray, which they've already said features for the Blu-ray, by the way. And there is a bunch of songs that they were not in the movie that they have. Because it said waving through a window and many more. So um, I can't wait to dive, dig, get my dirty little hands into those. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like the the way I feel, again, this is what I said. I said this in, when we recorded for the first time. If you're going to do this argument, 
like do the argument scene right before good for you fine the elena argument scene was it was yes it was, it was just a little quiet the way they handled it here i feel if you watch the comparison from the play to this i feel like the play version and i know it's a play and it's more you're more you're project and correct me if i'm wrong but you're projecting more and you're intentionally louder but um you shit i lost my train of thought um like you when you hear that when you go back and hear that conversation and if you ever look it up if you just look up the argument scene right before good for you it felt like genuine emotion and anger and like dialogue was just oh like literally like like evan's mom was overlapping with him and like they were like constantly just trying to get information out of him and just like just like them shouting back and forth but it wasn't just like a shout match to be for the sake of a shout match but it was just like it was legit people it was just them expressing how they feel and the same thing with the jared argument with the jared when jared had his um scene in his argument which again which is part of the reason why i don't like with jared they kind of just like they just take him and push him to the side they're like yeah you exist we're going to use you for like one musical number and one critical plot point and then we're just going to like forget about you and but like i just wish they handled that the at least the argument scene with his mother for the first time Mm. better sometimes you want to create moments that are a bit more organic and and less musical and less stagey like And and i feel like that's what they were going for there and Again, because we are talking about a, a very sensitive subject in this movie, and you know what I'm saying where we are taking from a musical, I felt it was necessary to keep more dialogue and strip away some of the musical aspects just so it's not it's not too stagey and we actually can yeah. You know what I'm saying? Trim it up yeah. a little bit and, Imagine, and it's a tighter like, story like, that way. The, the, the songs themselves. Um, so this is yeah this is a tony award-winning musical for a reason right the yeah. the songs in in this in this play are tremendous and then you get yeah. geniuses like benjamin Pasick and justin paul and they write you two new songs and those two songs fit right into this story like like a glove okay like the anonymous <laughs> ones is great uh Connor's song is beautiful. I mean, it's like it's ridiculously touching. Um, so yeah, like, and I did like it. I did think it was a little bit sentimental. Yes, it it one hundred percent is. And I don't know. I'm a sentimental kind of person, so maybe that's Look, why I, I loved it. One other thing I wanted to touch on, so because uh, we got two other movies that we want to get to. Um, so the biggest the biggest issues that people complained about with this movie um you know the 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 character of evan hansen is besides the age yeah i mean the character of evan hansen alone is is an issue right he's not a terribly he's not a he's not a bad person per se but like and i said this before and i will continue to say it again he does not intend to do it on purpose he is not create i don't at least i don't think He's creating a god complex where he's like, if I is like just evil villain like twisting his mustache and just if I if I just if I can just make up a make up a story about their dead son, right? Hot piece of ass Zoe, like no, he doesn't do that. Like and and like yeah, like he's not he's like he's not maniacal. He's not like he's setting this up you know what I'm saying, for himself or whatever. Like, and many of the songs, like the things that he talks about for, you know, being attached to Connor is really sort of his own personal emotions, which, yeah, I, which he- I love how they display that in the editing, which is like showing you exactly what, you know what I'm saying, he's seeing and yeah. thinking and feeling. Even the way, like he kind of, the way he starts off in that song, it's kind of, it's first, it sounds like, okay, he's making it up. He's just kind of coincidence. Like, oh yeah, I remember this place. And he sings about this place. And then as he's going on, he starts to fall into the fantasy. Yeah. When he gets 
that line about singing about climbing up the tree and then I suddenly feel the branch gave way. It's to show like, like even when you hear him say the way he says he's coming to get me, like he knew nobody came and he just like, he has that thought in his head. Like, I wish somebody came to get me. Exactly. Like, like the idea like of creating your own false reality and false perspective. Yeah. 100%. And that, like, like I said, that that's something that I thought was handled extremely well uh, especially in the transition from stage to screen where you really feel where Evan is coming from about, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's not, he's not doing this for malicious reasons. He's doing it for this sort of need to feel seen. Movie. I wish I mattered. Yeah, exactly. And I, I we got to address it as, as much as it, it irritates the life out of me. <laughs> To bring this up, me as much. I actually think it's the the memes and the jokes are quite funny. The the, the memes and the jokes are hilarious. I'll I'll be the first to admit that. But the the anyone using this as a as a a, a crutch to say why the movie's bad, bad, yeah, like no, that's ridiculous. Uh, Ben Platt being twenty eight years old and looking slightly older due to the Jew fro, like. Like yeah, you have look, my sympathy look, on like, the Jew front. Look, looks like an extra off like the pianist or something. Yeah, exactly. You you have my sympathy because the hair and makeup department failed him in in that regard. No no questions it, asked. No, Rube, not been Platt. If you want to yell anybody, yell at the yeah, yell at the makeup and hair department. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't like. It felt weird seeing it for the first time. And I can understand it being some people's like, okay, it affected my experience, fine. But if you say that is the sole reason why this movie sucks, no other reason, then that's to me is just like one, that's one. That's like, now there is a limit to where you can go with age. Like I'm pretty, like, for example, I've never seen Greece. But I swear to God, if you would have told me that they were high school students, they look like high school dropouts, and then they just chose to come back just to take mm-hmm. musical theater. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, like in terms of age gap, I mean, come on, Greece is far worse. But like, even in this situation, as I pointed out in, in one of my reviews, uh, no one in this cast who plays a high schooler is of high school age. So yeah. It was a bit ridiculous for people to have that talking point. I think point. a lot of people, Ben Platt is a little more suspect with his look, but the others like Jared, Connor, Zoe, and uh, Elena, like they look, if you were to tell me that dude, like they were any of them, like you could tell that they looked like high school students. Mm. Ben, you kind of have to like squint your eyes a bit, but then like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, also, like, it's it's never that it's never that distracting to the point where I'm like, oh, I can't take him seriously. Oh, this is an old man playing with teenagers. I'm like, like all it's of not, those all of those complaints, any any review you read about it that it that goes off on a tangent well, on that is is laughable and ridiculous and should not be taken serious. That's like that's like casting Adam Sandler as a. That's like trying to make Adam Sandler a child. Oh wait. Yeah. Oh, like, oh wait, they did. Yeah, they, they did fail. That. They did that several times. But again, they failed. So like again, like, and, and I've said, like, if Ben Platt was even just a few years older, I would have said probably best to cast someone else. But yeah. I'd but like to see someone play him in the future if they right. plan to do a absolutely, absolutely. I would love to see them them try this again. But uh, we got to move on because we got two other movies to talk about. So uh, my verdict is just a seven out of 10, three and a half stars. Solid sticking with the seven out of 10. I am going eight out of 10, four out of five stars. I really enjoyed Dear Evan Hansen for its music. I love this. I love the transition from stage to screen. And uh, there are better musicals that have come out this year. Obviously, I'm a big fan of one. Um, but I do think Dear Evan Hansen is a worthy film in the musical movie, in the movie musical uh, library. I will rewatch it over and over again. 
and it's not nearly as bad as people make it out to be yeah all right so we are going to move on to our second film that we wanted to talk about uh this was a little quiet release from a24 studio that is known for its riskier uh, movies and uh, this is a movie called Lamb starring uh, Numi Rapace and uh, I don't remember everyone else's name in the movie but um, it was basically just like three people and a goat yeah it was three people and a goat (laughs) very small cast but uh, what they are able to do in this story I think is nothing short of fantastic um you know, the first time we recorded this, I really saw Lamb as a potential uh, awards contender. Uh, obviously, I can't say that so much now because other things have come out that have just blown there me out of the water. There's too many things. Yeah. That if award, if this year's award season was dead, like, imagine like if Tick Tick Boom got pushed back and Passing and Flea, which I haven't seen yet, but I'm excited, or French Dispatch or any of those movies this would have possibly sold in a chance. Oh, yeah. You could argue for best cinematography or best foreign language film, but I'm sorry. There's like, it's, it's very slim that it'll even get nominated. Yeah. Yeah, it's, out of, it's pretty much out of the awards season picture, but it's still a worthy film to see because I thought Lamb was really unique, beautiful, it's the story of this little uh, family on a ranch or, uh, yeah, a ranch that they have somewhere in the middle of Iceland. And, uh, you know, they're raising sheep. And one of the sheep gives birth to a half-human baby. And they decide to take it in and take care of it and raise it as their own. It's just a, it's such a weird, interesting premise. But where they the go with it, I think it's just insane. The strange movie that somehow it works. If you would have told me this 10 years ago when I was a kid, like a little kid watching Spider-Man, I would think you're crazy. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe the next movie, but that we're gonna talk about. But like it's like this is what happens when you give a studio all the freedom, all the power to give them whatever they want. Like, okay, we're gonna let you guys pick the movies that you want. I guarantee you, if A24 did not pick this up, this movie would get no attraction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah, absolutely. Th- this would have been one of those films that, like, you know, only a select few people see and oh, and even fewer than that even actually hear about. Um, so, like, yeah, I like what the A24's brand does is elevate even the most, you know, low-level film to get a wide audience just because it's an A24 distributed film. And yeah. and I'm so glad that they got Lamb because I thought Lamb was just, what they do with their sound design, with their cinematography, with their story, the way that, the way that their story plays out is so unique to me because it's like, you got that crazy premise, but yeah. like about a third of the story You're- isn't even about that, that premise, which I think is it's crazy. More of uh, this, this, and this is what I've seen a lot of people say, and I've agreed with this. This movie is not a horror movie; it's a family drama. Mm-hmm. Yes, one hundred percent. 
It is. Yeah. If you were to tell, like, it is the same thing for The Witch. It would have been the same thing for movies for, like, The Witch or Lighthouse, where if you see the trailer, you're like, oh, this looks scary. This looks this amazing. Is- looks like I'm going to be freaking out. I'm not going to be able to sleep at night. <laughs> Like for like the witch was a period piece. Right. That, yes, it are elements in it. That was a period piece. Period piece. Yes, lighthouse had some hard elements in it too. But that is also that is more of a psychological thriller of two different class people of different classes combining. What happens when you take two people from two different classes and combine them together and stick them in one location? Which, by the way, lighthouse. <laughs> my favorite movies of all time i'm not it, even kidding it's amazing it, Academy for <laughs> not for not nominating this thing for more than one thing damn yeah it. yeah that was wrong but uh yeah. yeah like and like we said like there's there's a detour in the middle of the story involving uh these three people uh wife husband and brother that is so just i just was not expecting the movie to go in this direction and and by the time it ends i'm just like that was so good it was just like it was a great way to color in the moments in between what happens in the beginning and what happens at the end and a lot of people use the argument of nothing happens which you can use that argument where nothing happens in the slice of life in the slice of life things slice of life is hard to make interesting because it is literally slice of life when you're with that even in anime, as somebody who watches anime, you for, for it to work, you got to have either interesting characters or interesting story or interesting dialogue or interesting visuals. If you have none of those things, you are staring at nothing. You might as well be, I might as well be staring at my white wall that I am clearly looking at right now. You can't see me, but I'm clearly <laughs> like, you know what I mean? This movie could have been boring and I could have fallen asleep and I never fall asleep. And I rarely get, I rarely like, doze off when it comes to movies but like this this movie almost lost me at the end of the first act which i'm mm-hmm. like so the can we get to the baby this i mean like yes the family aspect was was cool in the beginning but then once the baby was born the movie got going and for me oh yeah and it's from there on and also not a lot of this a lot of um things that a lot of people don't that mention is the animals are characters themselves oh yeah it's yeah this this has some of the best animal acting i have ever seen (laughs) like not even joking that cat deserves an oscar right yeah like like every yeah like i didn't even think of that actually like there's some great animal acting in this movie it just dawned on me like yeah like i want to know how how like how could you get a cat like I like and and it's like it's like I can't believe that they were able to get this cat like get these animals to react the way they did yeah yeah I don't know how if they told the like the cat they just like straight up told the cat like okay you need to look at this thing and be like what what the what are you what is this like what are you what are you looking at like it's just like I'm glad they and I'm and if they didn't, there's no. I if they if they CG'd it, which I refuse to believe. I know they CG the human and the lamb, which looked a little weird in a couple parts, especially when you first see it walking. It looks a little weird, but like they had to have used real sheep and real animals. If they used legit, if they if they CG'd and it was a bunch of dudes like all on all fours in in like a. or in like a, a, a pen, I think that's whatever the things that they keep sheets in. Yeah. Pen. And like, imagine I could, that would, that would, that would be really funny, but like they didn't do some stupid call the wild stuff where they couldn't even afford a dog. So we're just going to have a dude go on all fours and role play. Yeah. As a dog. Like, right. no, they had, they, they actually fit the budget and they had the budget and they had the balls to put legit animals in it. Yeah. And even then it's like, this and also on the side note, this feels like something Yorgos Lanthimos would make. It, it does. does. It does feel like you know, in that vein of like very uh, obscure goes, European it, uh, auteurs. It goes from just. It goes from sad to funny to horrifying Ooh. to also 
again to where I don't even know if I'm supposed to laugh, but in a good way. Yeah. And I want to know what you thought of the third act twist. Cause that, that caught me completely off guard. <laughs> with with man sheep. Yes. With man sheep. <laughs> like I almost thought they were going to go the ridiculous route and literally have like a giant flight. And like, I don't know, like I thought, I thought they were going to go like, like they were going to go full stupid and like, I don't know, they're going to have the thing stand on its hind legs and its hooves and the husband would have ran in to kick him and he just like smacks him with his hooves and he just like. Yeah, like what I loved about it too was like it happens and like everyone takes it seriously, which I love. And which is and it can work. It's it's hard to do that. Yeah, it worked. And like you would think like this is a bit ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like this is how we're going to end the movie. it 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 just it just works man it like like it was hilarious it was smart it made perfect sense for the world that they created i just i i enjoyed the heck out of it i mean i thought it was a bit out there to begin with but yeah like what it ultimately ended up being i thought was great yeah i thought it was great too i will absolutely get it on blu-ray the the that's that joke that that scene with where she screams at the goat to go away and it oh. just st- it still makes me laugh i did not expect that you know because i saw the trailer for this and i saw her do that scream at the goat or whatever but for whatever reason i did not expect her to kill her like i was like whoa she like actually killed the the, the mother of this of this goat child i was like that's extreme but you know what i'm saying we see why and i i I loved it yeah and i like the whole film's idea of just bonding and family and just like in the beginning there is not a lot of dialogue it's main just visuals and that's what i like about it and i'm glad they didn't they don't rehash hey do you hey it's been six years since our dead daughter oh really It sucks. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you have to get over our dead daughter. I right, know, right? Yeah. Daughter. They didn't yeah, right? they didn't telegraph that at all, which I gotta respect. I thought that was really smart. Yeah. They don't make the audience feel like idiots. Exactly. All right. So final rating, what would you give Lamb? I'm sticking with a four stars, eight out of ten. Nice. Uh we are switched on this one. I, I am going seven out of ten, three and a half stars. I enjoyed the hell out of it uh one of one of my more surprising films of this year yep absolutely and i hope god this director does more looking forward to the sequel Uh, (laughs) all right so we got one more film to talk about uh this is probably the one i am most excited to talk about guys um so it was the cons palm dior winner is directed by Julia DeCornow, who did La, uh, Raw. Which uh, is, looks nice still if you have to watch it. Yeah, it, it looks amazing. I can't wait to see that, too. Uh, we are talking about Tatan, starring Agat Roussel and Vincent Lindon. This came out of nowhere, right? Uh, it won the Palm the Arcans. I kept hearing the word Titan. I kept seeing these Titan. This Titan is winning all these awards and gaining all this attention. And I'm like, okay, what the heck is this? Is this like a remake of Titanic? No joke. Not <laughs> but no, it is absolutely not a remake of Titanic. If so, that that would be fun. 
But um, when I saw the trailers for this, this movie literally tells you nothing. It literally nothing. gives you a bunch of scenes. I mean, actually, if you go back and watch the movie and then you kind of watch the trailer, you kind of be like, it's kind of like subtlety. It kind of tells you what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you never saw the movie, you would have never guessed anything that happens. Mm-mm. No, you, 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 uh, like, in fact, uh, like the first... I'm a big fan of going to the movies and not knowing exactly what it is I'm going to be watching, like not even yeah. a story. And so like I was about about 20 minutes into Tatan and I was like, what is happening? Like, where is this going? This is crazy What's going on. Right. And then it gets crazier after that. I was like, whoa, like, wait a minute. I'm what? like when me and my dad were sitting in the theater. When I first told him about this, I explained the plot, or at least what was in the description of IMDb. He was like, you know what? This sounds interesting. Then I told him it was in French, and he's like, oh. <laughs> he will watch it. He is he is one of them, as much as I love my dad. My dad, dad, if you're watching this, love you, bro. But if he, he is one of those believers where if a movie's in America, you have to make it in dub. You have to make it, you have to make it in English. If I'm telling you, could you imagine the Macarena scene dubbed? It would have been weird. That would have been awful. Yeah, that would have been a little bit weird. <laughs> but yeah. like, or even the car sex scene oh, dubbed. Yeah. yeah, that would have been that, very awful. Uh, very like, weird. yeah. So like, we're kind of glossing over it, but like, so this girl she gets into a car accident when she's she's about eight or nine years old. And they have to yeah. replace her a part of her brain with a titanium plate. Yeah. What it does is then it cuts off her emotional response. So like the only thing she actually feels any affection towards is cars. She ends up becoming a car dancer, uh, becomes a very popular one. And this is where things get weird. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Guy tries to follow her out to her car to get an autograph, gets a little too handsy. And she ghost man right. <laughs> what yeah like that's the first that's, that's the first like wtf moment of the movie where you're like more like that was more like all right i'm in for a ride yeah Literally. yeah and then then we get the car sex scene which is even more like wtf then we get which like one? i didn't know i mean i'm pretty sure i don't know if you noticed this that's the same car that she. That's car that she does the do with. She. That's the same car she danced on. It took me this long. To oh real, yeah, <laughs> it is. Go back and watch the scene where she's dancing. Yeah. On that, and then fast forward to when when the movie comes out on Blu-ray. By the way, it comes out January eighteenth. Um. Uh, uh. It is the literally the exact same car. You cannot tell me otherwise. You <laughs> well, then that makes other- that makes even more sense. You know what I'm saying? She was she was giving him a tease earlier, and then he finally got the full thing. Came back for the VIP. <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like, and and again, this is literally within the first I don't know 20, 30 minutes. Like, yes. and and the movie keeps going, and like. The crazy part is like her, she goes on a murder spree. <laughs> yeah. Like shortly movie, after that. Another thing, the movie also kind of touches on it in the background. When she's watching TV, you hear about these murders, and the movie, oh, yeah. the way it presents it, it's not like it again, it doesn't tell you up front. It's like you kind of have it, it makes you put two and two together. Yeah. Yeah. Two together. And you realize after she does this crazy murder in her house mm-hmm. it's like is she the it's not if they did it at the end it would have been stupid if yeah. they revealed the twist of oh she's what if she's the crazy murderer right 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 like it, her it, murdering guy in the parking lot <laughs> her murder friends in cold blood and her parents is if that's not a if that's not a warning sign i don't know what is right yeah, so she's like they give you plenty of examples to show that her mental state is an example. It's a great the movie's a good example of show do not tell. Oh, brilliant, brilliant example. And like what what the 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 thing that a lot of people is gonna catch a lot of people off guard 
from there is the tonal shift that the movie takes uh, yes. from that moment. <laughs> like, yes. then all of a sudden it it is, she breaks her own nose to disguise herself as this yeah, missing boy. Literally, you could hear the whole, th- my, when I was in it, you could hear the whole theater just go, oh, oh, oh it's brutal. <laughs> so brutal. Like, so she disguises herself as this little boy who's been missing for over 10 and years. That's a legit, legit good job. Oh, yeah. That. And, and, you know, his father comes and, and accepts her. And, like, from there, we just get the greatest kind of story I think I've ever seen. Where it's just, I've, like, it's about grief and... And, and gender, I, gender identity. And the, how... The, her thing connects with their thing and the yeah. way that they talk together in a nice little knot. And how you connect to a person who has no like empathy and no regard for like anybody else to eventually get through that is basically showing how like, no one is like exempt from humanity. So you feel like when you, even the, the guy, the dad who played by Vincent London, he did a great job. Fantastic you, job. Sorry for him. Even if, even though at the first time I did kind of laugh when he tries to do steroids and then he can't do a pull up. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's a scary sign of like, it's a good demonstration of masculinity and part of the uh, whole gender with when you get old as a dude, you start to get weaker. Yeah. And And the the things that you try to cling to and stuff like that, man. I mean, like, yeah, like you, you hit the nail right on the head when you said this is a movie that that shows and doesn't tell like all of these things are sort of done in a way that's just just done like they're not they're not spoken of they're not like you know no one like whispers it in the background it's literally just like here it is here it is take it for what it is and normally now if this which i don't know if america would have the balls (laughs) no if they to remake this it wouldn't be half as good or i guarantee you if you were to get this to work you would have to get somebody like david lynch or or david cronen david cronenberg somebody who is going to take that risk and give that give them that freedom if you give it that's why i think julia de was the perfect i mean like she She wrote and directed this like she she, that minute she got that seven-minute standing ovation at can for a reason. Honestly, it should have been longer. <laughs> like, should have yeah. been longer. It was like twenty minutes. Like this, like this movie is truly, truly amazing. Just for yeah. like, if the craziness of like the first forty-five minutes of the movie is like wow, and like I, you know, saying some of it is actually kind of hard to look at. I'm not gonna lie. And then but not bad way either. It's not right. hard to look. Right way, hard to look you, at. But then you contrast it with the other hour or so of the rest of the movie, and it's I mean, like, wow, the first crazy stuff in the beginning to get your attention. Yeah, and then yeah. okay, let's calm down, and then like actually give you the story while still having some of that stuff from the beginning. <laughs> and I think that it worked. And when this is that's the thing when you take something like Titan and Lamb, and that's why I picked these two movies for this podcast. When you take something this obscure and weird, yes, it's not for everybody, but that's what I like about it. These movies aren't safe. They are willing to take, go the extra mile and not just, not just be weird, but just be weird and have a purpose. Like not just, you know what I mean? Like not just like, just like, let's go crazy for the sake of crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I agree. Like, I, I say to people all the time, like, if it's not a movie musical, French films are the best films you will ever watch. Oh my God. Like, ever like, since I got porn films, yeah. France it's has like, been it's, the, they, 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 they just go to the limits. Like, they go to places where your mind would never think to go. And, yeah. and I think you're you right. You have stoned out of your mind. <laughs> I can. I don't even know if I can watch this high, like. But like, I love love what you said about the beginning. The beginning is just there to grab your attention, and it it does grab your attention. 
And then you spend the rest of this movie on this weird, like, uh, social and gender and political, like, you know what I'm saying, landscape of this family dynamic that is both, like, hypersexual and at the same time asexual and then at the same time like like yeah very like parental and it's just like it's so weird and awkward like like this is the only movie <laughs> that i saw this, this year this rivals alejandro Hodorowski movies like, uh, yeah like like this is the only movie this year that i've seen where i literally had to like cover my eyes i was like oh my I, god like, like, it's like I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I was like, it was getting so, so like, like it was, there was, there was moments where I was like, I, I can't, I just can't, I can't deal there with it. There was actually, I, we don't, the, the, the shift in tone is so brilliantly done. And, and the story and it, that it ends up being is one of like true heart and, and, compassion and understanding yeah. and, and like, like i said in the beginning like the 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 plate in her head completely you know cuts off her emotional response yeah. so for her and to I, have this this moment this interaction with this other person that you know what i'm saying calms her down and and, and and it's not just the interaction obviously she's dealing with the weirdest pregnancy anyone has ever had <laughs> but yeah. I, honestly Honestly, I thought no joke. I thought a Hot Wheel was going to come out at the end. I'm oh, not yeah. kidding. Yeah, and I mean, like, and and I think you know that's that's the American brain. There it was like it was like it's like she's yeah. not going to have an action. It was going to be like right. It's or, like I, like in my or, mind, I was like, she's going to have a car. You know what I'm saying? She's going to have a car. You're going to have a muffler come out. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a giant tire that comes out of her because you know, where else is this coming from? But I, I think, and this is just a theory, I, I'm not 100% sure. I think the car itself was, it, it, it was a metaphor. I don't think it was yeah. an actual car. I think it was someone, you know what I'm saying? But she, she, she just interpreted it that way, whatever. Or, or, or maybe it was, I don't know. And I love that they leave that sort of ambiguous and they don't fully explain it right it's just sort they of just going to the anatomy well technically if you put the shift gear into the uh <laughs> like that would have again it's like if you explain it you've defeated the you're making yourself more ridiculous than the actual situation itself if you try to explain like like if i try to explain the science behind stuff like the curious case of benjamin button that movie would not work and i haven't even seen <laughs> that but right. like if certain things you don't need to explain or some things are better off, like, okay, I wonder if this is it. I wonder if this is it. Not just like, here's the straight answer. Right. Like, like for me, what I took it as is the car is a metaphor for, for masculinity. And what it is, is like as a woman and you see, and I, this is how I see this. If you see, you know how the opening, when we see her as an adult, mm -hmm. all you see, is just women everywhere just like people grab like dudes grabbing chicks and it's just like hey look with your eyes and whatever and she has, <laughs> constantly has to deal with harassment right. harass with like dudes being like total douchebags hence that scene where that dude fall like yeah that was that like that was one of the the one few one of the few kills where i was like kill him <laughs> like, 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 honestly like, yeah dude, was, dude was being obnoxious for real I was expecting her to honestly, after she stabbed him in the ear, to just like be like, "Ew, just kick him off and just like you be like, just like straight, just like yeah, like I'm out of here." Mm -mm. Like, but like, what I see it as is like, like it's mainly the the she's constantly she's viewed as a object by men, and mm -hmm. what it is she. In my opinion, is like the way that men constantly dom try to dominate her and try to like force her, and she falls for cars because she is the dominant one. Yes, the thing is an inanimate objects, but it is also if you think about it, what is the what is an object that men mostly attach to? Ah, cars. 
Yes. And yes. hence why now, like, think about it. A car's not going to say stop. It's not going to be like, oh, please get out. Please stop. You're going to spurt my own. It's not going to do that. Right. It's going to, like, and hence also. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah. Like, I love, I love what you just mentioned about, about uh, the gender and, and all of that. Like, so that just made the first part of the movie even stronger for me just because I'm like, I didn't even consider that, which is like, yeah, it's, it's a level of dominance that, you know, what I'm yeah. saying, that she's displaying that is typically reserved yeah. for and male it's behavior. Even shown, like, your mention of the emotions thing, like the scene in the shower where they get the ring nipples stuck in the hair. Right. Normally she'd be like, ow. Like she, they would both react, but the one girl reacted instead of her. Like, oh, you don't feel anything, right? Like, hence your scene of no emotions. But like, and I think that the the choice to change, like her to disguise herself as a man, was brilliant. And I think it was an idea of like her not accepting the fact that she's a woman and not dealing with this pregnancy, and the fact that she's yes. she is willingly she she goes as far as to break her own nose, right, right, to be like not have one's acceptance of oneself and the fact that and they actually the way she transforms herself is just insane any other move they would have just shown her they would have went into the bathroom they would have montaged over it and then they would have walked out no they actually show the transformation like the the bandage tape and the nose and the fact that and what i and there's another scene i love the fact that she doesn't right away break her nose she tries to like she just punches her nose at first, and then she punches right. a little, like, okay, this ain't working. I got to sell this. And she just looks at the counter, like, if this That's is what I have, what do I have to do? That was one scene it where in the movie theater where you heard everyone sort of just, like, like gasp or, or, like, cringe. Like, everyone's like, oh, God. <laughs> Me, as a person that sat through Martyrs, which is one of the goriest films I've ever seen, that made me go, Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, that was just such a, like, visceral and, and like. Even my mom, who, like, was, like, she had her eyes closed. She jumped when she heard, she had her eyes closed. She was sleeping on the couch, and she jumped when she heard that, like, that nose crack. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I tried to explain, oh, this lady broke her nose. Mom's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, but, no. yeah. That was, that was just an intense scene and like yeah just the ex like what's interesting to me is if you really break this film down it really truly is just an exploration of gender that's essentially what gender, it is masculinity and masculinity and you know what i'm saying and and those things and so like on its on its basis it's really a very original film and a, yeah. a really strong concept and it's just you have these like, elements of of violence and and you know all of that stuff and then you have this you know sexual stuff all in here and you it, it's sort of like a layer on top of everything where it's like yeah is it's it, not it, there like, if you're thinking this is the story exactly. this isn't the story you you have to get to the to, to the meat that's underneath and i feel like yeah. a lot of people who like, i know you, i, know I feel like a lot of people who checked out early probably yeah. just oh, just took just, that that shallow understanding of what the movie was we gotta wrap this up guys because i gotta go go ahead and give me your final rating for Tatan. for me i'm giving this what i originally gave it i'm a nine out of ten a uh, four and a half stars this is probably going to get even better for me this is easily and I, I know this we're only like a year into the 2020s but this is already in my top five of the decade already all right, I'm riding that with you. I'm, I'm going to 10 out of 10 though, five stars. I thought it was fantastic. It is my favorite movie of the year so far. If you guys have not had a chance, please check out Tatan. You gotta get out of here. Evan, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. They can, you can find me at uh, youtube.com slash evil1114. I am currently rebranding my channel to do focus more on movie-centric content and anime. And I look to post more, look to get more active and try to like actually take my YouTube career seriously. 
one of these days. And don't forget to check out these guys on <laughs> Film Code or Film... I forget your podcast name. Yeah, Film Code? Yes. On Check them out on Anchor, Twitter. Uh, I'm going to most likely repost this when <laughs> it drops. Uh, check these guys out. Give them the support. Give them these guys the support. These are some like, really entertaining guys. And I was... And it was really nice. I was really looking forward to, and I'm very happy to that I was very happy to be on this podcast. And I would love to come back on here again anytime. Absolutely, if you need me to, bro. We'd love to on something, if you need me to praise something and scream it from the rooftops, I'll do it. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to have you on here, bro. I appreciate yeah. you coming on, and, and thank you so much, and uh, for everything that you do. And uh, you know, stay tuned and keep listening. Uh, my name's Phoenix Cloud, and guys, you can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1, that's the number one, and on Letterbox under PA Clouden. And as always, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCodePod. We will see you guys next week. And wait, wait, before you go, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Evil1114. Same plug. <laughs> plug in, follow me, same place, Evil1114 Letterbox. Sorry, right. myself in. And we're out of here, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. See ya.